Hey guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And on today's episode, we'll be doing a competition breakdown where we get with a winner of a competition and let them break down their cast for us. Y'all stay tuned and we're about to put them on the spot. Today's word, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans eight twenty-eight. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreekSupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We would also like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we have the 2023. UMCA world champion, Mr. Eric Wally. Mr. Eric, how are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Mr. Eric, we always start the show off by getting people to tell a little about yourself and where they're from. So here's your time to shine, buddy. Uh, well, my name's Eric Wally. I'm from a little town of Waynesboro, Mississippi. <laughs> Just uh, south of Meridian. Uh, I think a lot of people know where it's at. Uh, just uh south mississippi yes sir and uh i don't want to skate over the fact that your lovely wife hunts also so uh go into a little brief about y'all hunting together well she is actually sitting right here beside me there is no way i could do this without her being beside me (laughs) we uh Man, it's been uh she's been a blessing to me, you know. She gets uh she gets more credit than anything, you know, cuz if it was not for her, I would not even be able to have these dogs. You know, the way I work, I'm home for 30, 40 days and then I'm going to work sometimes 40, 50 days. And uh you know, the whole time I'm gone, man, she takes care of the dogs. Uh she even goes as far as as while I'm gone, she we got a dirt road about a mile down from our house, old government road. She takes my old hunting truck, loads them up and takes them down there and jogs them up and down the road out the window. Well, so, I mean, she gets uh she gets all the credit cuz if, if it was not for her, the way I work, I wouldn't even be able to have these dogs. Yes, sir. It definitely takes a team and uh she goes over and beyond just the general feeding and whatnot sounds like she's helping exercise and keeping them conditioned also yeah she is she so, is she does a fantastic job yeah and i just want to say that uh it's pretty wild that you and miss melissa was heads up in the final cast so she is technically the reserve world champion for 2023 in the umca she she is she battled it out and uh Won all of her casts with plus points. Uh, just got down to the end, and and she she just couldn't catch the breaks that she needed this time. You know, in the final cast, I got lucky and caught the breaks. <laughs> yes, sir. It, it's a game about breaks. So, can you tell us a little about Hawk? 
maybe his pedigree, and then we'll actually talk a little about Steen. Just, uh, but let's start off with Hawk. He won the world hunt, so. Yeah, he, uh, you know, uh, he won the uh, last year, the junior world hunt, the OMCBA junior world hunt. And then uh, I turned right around and uh, took him to the, the same hunt last year in Hazen, Arkansas, and ended up placing sixth in the senior hunt last year. And uh, this year, the senior hunt of the OMCBA hunt, he placed five, uh, fifth place in the senior hunt. And then you know we got fortunate enough this time to win the uh, to win the whole thing the UMCA this time. He uh, he's a he's a very nice young dog. He is not yet three. He will not be three till uh, May the eighteenth. Uh, he is from uh, Michael Pumphrey's uh, Black Jack's Little Jack dog, which is off of Thunder Sports Black Jack. And his mama's Fowler Creek bit, which is off of Festus and uh, Flathead Penny, which goes back to Burlap. So he's he's uh, he's bred up pretty nice. He's a uh, he's a pretty nice young dog. Yes, sir. Now he is definitely a winner, and he is a magnificent looking animal. I mean, boy, he's pretty. So he, he's built right. He's a looker for sure. And last year. You know, we got we hunted in the UMCA hunt together, and you talking about some showing up dogs last year. So yeah, yeah, it, it was in the ice storm at that. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I, I do. I tell everybody all the time. You know, I was fortunate enough. Well, I I can't call it fortunate because me and you and and murdered out. You know, drew out to, all together. You know that that could have been three of the top three dogs, you know, that could have been the top three finalists, but we just happened to all draw out together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was uh in that junior hunt last year, there were three dogs that already had world titles. So Hawk Rambo, which Rambo ended up winning the world title, the senior world yep. title and murdered out. And he ended up winning yep. the junior world to meet Hawk murdered out. And my little dog drew out the first round. It was a pretty heavy hitter. It, it was right off the bat. <laughs> man, it's tough. But yeah, Hawk's a winner for sure, man. He's a he's a good looking dog. He he seems to always get under something and uh a squirrel and he sure is a looker. Now, what about the sting dog Miss Melissa was hunting? He come in second to world hunt. Both of these dogs are from your kennel. Can you tell a little about him? Yeah, Sting is, uh, of course, he's off of uh, 2020 Festus and his mama's 2020 Hooker, you know, which is uh, a Hummer female. So he, he's doubled up on the Hummer blood. And uh, he will be four, I think, in June. I don't, I'm not looking at the papers, but I think he's coming four in June. And he is also a, I mean, he is a winner. Uh, I took him for a stretch last year right after I first got him. I brought him home and, and, and got on the same page with him. Me and him did some work. And, uh, of course, it was the the hotter parts of the of the year. So, you know, so I had Hawk put up. So I went on a stretch with Sting there. I put him in seven hunts, seven hunts in a row. He placed either first or second in all seven consecutively. I mean, so he, I believe the dog, now I can't be quoted. I, I know he's lost a, a cast or two here and there, uh, but I want to say he has just about placed in the top five of uh, just about every hunt he's ever been put in. I mean, he he is a consistent winner. He's he's hard to get by anytime you draw him. Well, 
Now, is there a reason why you are hunting hawk and she's hunting sting? Do do you just like hawk better and and sting suits her, or is but, well, well, no. Let me tell you this: it did. My kennels started out. Uh, I owned hawk and sting. And Melissa, you know, Melissa's dog is Chloe. That's that's her dog. That's the one that she loves. Yes, sir. Uh, well, then I acquired uh, Red Hot Josie. Well, she also likes Red Hot Josie. So there for there for a little while, you know, my my youngest son got into it with me there for a little while, and he was going to the hunts, and Melissa was hunting Chloe. My son started hunting Josie a little bit. Well. Long story short, this uh, the world hunt come up, and she was going to hunt Chloe. I had uh, my, my buddy of mine, Mark Thornton, he was going to hunt Sting, and I was going to hunt Hawk. Well, I took Chloe hunting, I don't know, three or four days before the hunt, and she's due to come in season any time within the next three or four weeks. But last time I took her hunting, she was, she was squatting every, I mean, every 10 minutes, you know. So I said, uh-oh. She might be coming in. Yeah. Well, my my buddy backed out of going to the hunt. Something come up with him. I, I'm not sure what come up, but he couldn't make it. So Melissa said, "You know what? I'll just hunt Steam." And if uh, if you're not aware, I know a lot of people are aware. You you've got to know how to handle Steam on a tree, or he will bite the fire out of you. Oh, really? <laughs> he, he, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He, He's not a mean dog whatsoever. He ain't got a mean bone in his body, but he just gets so intense on the tree. If you don't know how to get him off the tree, he will draw blood from you. You you need to make so, eye contact, uh, huh? Exactly. You you just got to call his name. You got to make him stop treeing. He'll completely stop treeing until you snap him up, and then he goes ballistic after that. Well, I've not had the pleasure of hunting with him. I heard he was a really nice dog, but I have not got to see him go. Yeah, well, Melissa stepped up, you know, she said, ah, she said, I've been in the woods with him a million times, she said, but I've never really handled him, so long story short, she went to the woods two times, handled him two times, I showed her what to do and how to do it, and she said, well, I'm going to hunt Sting in this hunt, so basically, all I have left now, my kennels that I personally own would be Hawk, Melissa has took over all the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like she's got some really nice dogs. <laughs> them them females, that's a tough situation knowing that they're due to be in heat and if you get them packed up there 5 or 6 hours and they come in, that's man, that's a heartbreaker. It is, it is. So, well, y'all I wanted to also touch on this. These aren't just competition dogs. Y'all are y'all are killing to these dogs also, correct? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, we a lot of people uh, don't believe in killing to their animals, say they act a certain way or another. But y'all, when y'all go hunting them, y'all are shooting them to them. Can you talk a little about that? We do, but now <clears throat> I will say this. When we go what uh, what we call pleasure hunting, sometimes it's still not actually always fun. Because even, even when I'm pleasure hunting, I mean, I've been on some kill hunts where we kill 38, you know. But... As long as I'm there, I still treat my dog the same as if we're competition hunting. The dog don't know any different. I mean, if he, if he, either one, any of my dogs, if they even look like they're about to get off of that tree, they fix to get in some trouble, you know? So, yeah. uh, but yes, I, uh, especially like Hawk, I mean, like I say, he's not even three years old yet. I mean, just 
the more squirrels that gets killed to him, in my opinion, just helps his confidence. You know, he he still hasn't he ain't hit his prime yet. So yeah. every time every time he works up a colder track or something that he has to work for, in my opinion, if you shoot the squirrel down to him, that's a reward, and that's just only helping his confidence. Yeah, well. I mean, I would be on the side of agreeing with you because I still like to shoot them out to my dog. But, you know, there's – if you got five people standing there, you're going to get five different opinions. So, that's exactly right. you know what? If it works for you, it works for you. If it don't, it don't. But exactly. I was just I was just saying that most people, you know, on these competition dogs, they don't want to necessarily knock them out to them. Say that they get greedy or it messes with them. But, you know, if your dog's suitable for that, then – by all means, I like to shoot them too. Well, on the on the same uh, on the same token as that, uh, when I'm home from work, you know, just say I'm home for 35 days, so I have every day to hunt. Well, everybody else has you know jobs, so I have nobody to hunt with, so therefore I hunt every day, most of the time, right by myself. So when I'm hunting by myself, I may make 15 trees and kill two squirrels because I can't find them by myself, you know? So they get, they get a mixture of both. Yes, sir. It's tough. It sure is tough. It gets a little easier right this time of the year because leaves is off, but it's dang near impossible in October and early November to find them down here in Mississippi. It is very hard. So, all right. So how far is, you said Waynesboro? Yep. How far is Waynesboro from Hazen? Uh, six and a half hours. So y'all had a little bit of a haul. Y'all get up there early, or did y'all? Uh, we did. We 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 actually got up there uh, a day early because uh, uh, another friend of mine, Dwayne Knight, he had a junior dog. He was going to hunt, and actually, uh, it was his second hunt, I believe, he's ever been in. So he's kind of new to the sport, you know. And he asked me what I go with him. I said, sure. So I went out on the junior cow. I actually ended up judging. I ended up judging both rounds of the the, the junior world. So I got to see it all. So I mean, I had I was fortunate enough. I had a a very good weekend. Wow, that's pretty cool. So you got to go out for the juniors and actually judged and then hunted all the way to the end in the senior hunt. I bet you was give out. I- I was. I, I did a lot of hunting. That's what I told him. I said I hunted all day on Friday and didn't even have a didn't even have a dog in the race. But man, I I was there, so I mean I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, actually, the 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 final cast, Bart Williams. Now he was the primary judge, but they just asked me and a couple more, you know, to go out as secondary judges in case we got split up. And it was a good thing that they did because we stayed split up. <laughs> well, now did you uh did you get to turn your dogs loose? That on Friday, I didn't. I didn't. They they uh while I was going out with the junior dogs, uh, Melissa was at the hotel watching them. We put some tie-outs out at the hotel and just let them. They laid around the hotel all day. Well, I'm sure you would probably rather turn your dog loose, but it sure is nice of you to uh, help out with that junior hunt. Oh yeah, yeah, I, man, I had I had a blast. I got to see some again, you know, some good dog work. You know, it was some it was some outstanding junior dogs that were involved. Yes, sir. Now, on Saturday, the senior hunt rolls up in there. Y'all get in there. What's the weather like up there on that day? It was uh, actually pretty. Uh, 
Saturday morning was very pretty. It was uh I wanna say twenty seven, twenty eight degrees. It was it was good and cold. A uh, little bit of wind blowing. There was more wind blowing on Friday for the juniors, but for for the seniors on Saturday, it was it was nice weather, very nice. And uh, of course, you've been to Hayes, and you know how beautiful the hunting is. I mean, man, it was it was beautiful, beautiful hunting. Yes, sir. I I'm trying to paint a picture for the the folks that don't know. So it's it's big timber, pretty flat, not really much change in elevation uh sloughs here and there but mostly big pretty timber correct yeah exactly it's probably one of the uh i would say probably the prettiest place i've been to hunt man it, it's beautiful just you could not ask it, it reminds you of the delta i mean it's just big timber and flat a dog can just go forever yes sir i'd like to see it without all, without all the ice it looks like that movie frozen when i was up there <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was way, way prettier this year. I could well it was pretty last year, but it was not pretty for hunting. <laughs> yeah, it was it was borderline dangerous with all the trees falling while we was out there hunting. Uh, no, it it wasn't borderline. It was very dangerous <laughs> last year. <laughs> so big pretty timber, mature timber, uh flat topography, just ideal squirrel hunting timber. It so, was. It, it, ideal hunting and, and ideal weather. Uh uh, most of the places even have vines, you know. I mean, it, it, it's uh, not all the trees, but every third or fourth tree, you know, has got vines on it. It's usually pretty easy. If you can get a squirrel out of the hole, it's pretty easy to find the, find the squirrel. Yes, sir. Now, on Saturday, do you remember who you drew out with the first cast? I did. The first cast, I drew uh, D. Patton with uh, Lost Bottoms uh, Spike. And uh, Jimbo Elliott with, uh, I believe his dog was named Radar. Now that Spike dog, he's been winning an awful lot. So I, I, I'm not gonna lie to nobody. When uh, as soon as they drew us out, I looked at uh, D. I said, "Oh man," <laughs> I said. Uh, <laughs> This is this is my look. I said, of course, nowadays, man, there is no such thing anymore as sitting around hoping you get an easy draw. That them days are gone. There, there, there is no easy draw anymore. But honestly, I mean, if I have to be honest, I mean, I, I don't never give my own dog credit. I had the spike dog, or if not the spike dog, either Doc of Kent Johnson or uh, Grace. The little gray female that Mike Rush was hunting—that's—that's that's what I had predicted to win the thing. But honestly, deep down, I had Spike predicted to win the whole hunt. Now Ace was there also, wasn't he? He was. He was not there. I, I hate to leave Ace out. I, I, I had forgotten about Ace. Basically, when you go to Hayes in Arkansas, you pretty much think LBK is going to win anyway. <laughs> I had. I, yeah, they pushing I some really LBK nice dogs. I had predicted to win, but. Uh, but like you said, that spike dog is a very, very nice dog, and, and he, he's a tough draw. Very yes, tough. Sir. So <clears throat> how far did y'all go from the clubhouse on y'all's first cast? Uh, maybe or, uh, probably not over three miles. I'm just uh, guessing. I'm not, yeah. I'm not good with distance. But it, it, we probably drove maybe 20 minutes. I got you. And y'all hunted all big block timber. I, I know some of them places kind of had some thickets and stuff around them. So y'all hunted the big blocks with no fields or nothing around it. 
Well, yeah, and honestly, I'll give uh, I'll give D the credit. Uh, D was the guy, and he knows, you know, Hawk has tendencies to if the squirrels are not moving, Hawk has tendencies to get gone. I mean, that dog got some legs on him; he can get. So D told me before we left, he said, "Man, I got." He said, I know a good place over here, but, you know, it's kind of close. We might possibly run into the interstate. He said, we're going to go way over here, and we're going to be three or four miles from the interstate, you know. So he took us to a place. He was actually looking out for my dog just in case he decided he needed to strike out. So he, for as far as a guide, he was not only thinking about his dog, he was thinking about, you know, other people also. So, my hat's off to him. Yes, sir. Mr. D. Patton is a stand up. All them Lost Bottoms guys are stand-up people. Uh, I think a lot of them. Out, yes, sir. Outstanding guys. And I'm I'm fortunate enough to, to be able to call every one of them a friend. You know, they're, they're great guys. Yes, sir. So, y'all get out there, and it's a 90-minute cast, first round, correct? It is. It is. And, and y'all get out there, and y'all line them up. I'm assuming y'all let the it get a little bit daylight, probably what eight ish. Uh, yeah, we actually waited around the clubhouse waiting for the sun to come up because it was it was pretty cold. So yeah. we we probably left the clubhouse at about seven thirty, seven forty five, something like that. Y'all get them up there and y'all line them up, turn them loose, and kind of talk about what happens. Uh we cut them and uh, actually they didn't go. I think the first mark was made uh, within a hundred yards. Uh, best I can remember, I think Spike was the first one that barked. Uh, actually, we could see the dogs. They was a hundred, hundred and fifty yards, and we could see them. You know, there was a little bit of, of underbrush there, but we could see the dogs working. I think Spike was the actually the first one that hit up. Uh, D set back just a minute, then uh, I believe Hawk hit up a time or two. And the men, me and D both was looking at each other. Uh, I want to say Jimbo's dog barked. I, I think all of them let out a few barks. And then uh, about that time, they settled down. Uh, Spike pretty much went to, he, he sure enough sat down. And Hawk sure enough sat down. And I could tell they were split. I didn't know how far. But I seen uh, uh, D wasn't going to say nothing. So I, I went ahead and treed Hawk in. Hawk was the first one treed in. And then uh, when when I treed, he treed Spike in. Now, did he take second tree, or was he far enough split? Well, he took second tree pending, you know. But once yep. we got in there, once we got in there, we could see that they were split. And uh, even D agreed. He said, hey, we'll go ahead and search Hawk's tree, and then we'll we'll step this off. You know, I said, I'm pretty sure they split. But anyway, we searched Hawk's tree and could not find a squirrel. And uh, so I just left Hawk on his tree, and we walked over there, and we searched Spike's tree, and sure enough, there was a squirrel there. So the first one to get plussed up was Spike. Yeah. Now, I want to touch on the people that don't know there's several different rules and several different registries, but in the UMCA, there's not a stationary rule. So uh, when you said you could tell he wasn't interested in really getting on the card yet, he could have sat there technically his whole 90 minutes if he wanted to. Exactly, exactly. So, but now we, but neither one of us sat there over. I think Hawk barked five or six times on about the fifth bark I treated. Okay, so I didn't know if it was two or three minutes or if it was twenty seconds. Oh no, no, 
No, no, no. We give them. You know how it is, especially on the first cut. Dogs are wired up. You know they they ready to go. It wasn't. Uh, it was maybe fifteen seconds. <laughs> I got you. All right. So spikes plus up. Hawks circled up. Uh, radars. I'm assuming still out hunting. Uh, no, we. He. Uh, I can't remember, and I'm sorry, Jimbo, if he hears this. I can't remember if Jimbo ever treated. I don't think Jimbo ever treated in. He had to handle him at the tree. He never treated him in. He was there, but he never treated him in. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, you got to cut as soon as y'all got done with Spike's tree. Yeah, all dogs was handled. We walked off about I don't know ten or fifteen steps, and we cut them again. All right, they get on in there this time, or. Nah, actually, no. We cut them again, and uh, I would say, I don't know, 150 yards maybe, spike come tree. And uh, about the time that spike started treeing, Hawk also started barking. But now we could tell this time Hawk's another 150 yards, maybe 200 yards on past spike. Uh So, uh, so technically d don't have to be in no big hurry you know so he let spike settle in good and about this time hawk has settled in good so uh as i think d was listening to hawk in there when he seen hawk settle good he went ahead and treated spike so well once he treated spike i knew hawk was over here treeing well i'm like i'm not in no hurry i know they're split you know yeah so i kind of sat there a minute well he treated spike in and we got the two running on him, and he's sitting there hammering, hammering. I mean, sounding good. About a minute into the, the two minutes, I mean, we can see him. I mean, he's 150 yards, but we can see him. Uh, for for whatever reason, I have no idea, but Spike just gets off of the tree, and he puts his nose down, and he just he just gets off of the tree. He ends up taking a minus. Well, th- well, that goes to show you they're all dogs. Exactly. That was a very horrible, terrible break for for D. I mean, the, the Spike ain't never known to do that. He's never done that, and why he done that, we have no idea. But he took a horrible break, and actually, from that point on, from D's standpoint of view, that probably changed the whole outlook of the whole cast because. Spike and and Hawk was tree for tree, tree for tree. But you know, after you know as good as I do, you're a dog man. Once you take a minus, you get a little bit gun shy. Well, that or you change into, I kind of gotta do it, and you probably dig yourself in a deeper hole. Yep, exactly, exactly. But after once Spike took that minus, Hawk was in there. I said, okay, Hawk tree. So we walk in there to Hawk. And uh, at this time, Spike comes in there. D ends up handling Spike. Well, to our right over here, as we're walking into Hawk Jimbo's radar dog trees, and uh, uh, I'm trying to tell this story, you know, the best I can. Uh, Jimbo looks at us as we're – I haven't even handled Hawk yet. I'm going to put the leash on him. And he said, guys, y'all see me? He said, we're split right here. He said, can I handle – radar no he said can i tree my dog and i said yeah you can tree him buddy and about the time i said yeah you can tree him radar got off of the tree and come direct in there to us i said what Uh uh-oh well 
we didn't we didn't say I said, Well, if y'all don't mind, I said, let's go ahead and search Hawks Tree and I said, then we'll you know, we'll we'll discuss this. We'll call a timeout or whatever y'all wanna do, you know, we'll talk about this. Yeah. And uh anyway, I get in there at a hawk tree and, and I know my dog, I know he's got a squirrel. You know what I mean? He's so nailed up and he's telling the world. Well, I get in there about forty foot up that tree and it's not a broke off dead snag, nothing like that. I mean, this is a big, huge live tree. Well, it's got one of them perfect round Coke can holes in it, you know, with the bark that's a yeah. off around it. Mm-hmm. Them kind, the kind of holes that the squirrel ain't going to come out of. Well, I told D, I said, man, I'm gonna, I said, the, the squirrel's in this hole. I said, Long story short, I beat and beat and beat and beat. I used up about three minutes of my search time on this one tree. And D said, man, there's some good looking trees around here. I said, all right. So, I started beating on some other trees. Well, this goes on for about, there's about four minutes gone. I said, I know my dog, the squirrel, my only prayer is to get this squirrel right here. Yeah. So I come back to that tree and I get my water bottle. I got a water bottle in one hand and a bat in the other hand. And I'm just beating <laughs> and, and scraping that tree. And I kid you not, Cody. I looked up, as I was looking up, the squirrel stuck his head out of the hole. All that was sticking out of the hole was his head. Well, D's on the other side of the tree. Jimbo's behind me out there about 30 yards where he could see the whole tree. Yeah. So I went I went to hollering like a little schoolgirl, Jimbo, you see the squirrel? Jimbo, you see the squirrel? <laughs> He's got his head poking out. Well, about that time, the squirrel decided he was going to come on out. He'd come out and just timbered out for everybody to see. Oh, well. I bet that made you – that was like a weight lifted off your shoulder right there, wasn't it? Well, that's – well, that's one of them things, you know, where everybody says, and I believe the same thing. I mean, the good Lord pushed that squirrel out of that hole, one hundred percent. Yep, and and I don't want. I hate to say it's a break, but I mean, in all reality, most of the time you're not going to beat them out of there. No, that was my lucky break. I mean, we talk about it all the time. That was my lucky break, you know, and then. From from that point on, well, back to getting back to Jimbo, we called a quick timeout so me, him, and D could talk. And uh, D said, well, man, what y'all want to do? He said, he technically never treated the dog. I said, no, he sure didn't. I said, That's, this going to be up to Jimbo. And Jimbo, being the honest guy that he is, he said, well, that's the only reason I asked, could I treat my dog? He said, yes, sir, I was going to treat my dog. He said, my dog just left the tree. So he gave his own self a minus. I mean, that's, that's very, that's very honorable. Now, technically, did he say tree radar? No, he did not, but he was fixing the tree and the dog left. I mean, he took his own self a minus. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a tough situation there. It it is. It is. I don't know that I'd have done it. If I didn't say tree gunner, I don't know that I'm willing to take a a minus, but you never know. He never actually said radar tree, but he said, hey, guys, can I tree my dog right here? And we turned around and said, yeah, you can tree him. And about that time, he left the tree. <laughs> well, hey, if the man puts 100 minus on his dog, I'm going to write it down. So that's pretty honor. Uh, you know, I mean, if he was going to tree him and he thought that the dog should have took a minus, that's, uh, that's pretty honorable of him. It was. It was very honorable. And then uh, after that, I think we cut him again, and uh, me and D uh, uh, radar 
he treed a time or two, but uh, at that point, Jimbo was the same way. He just kind of stepped back. It turned into to Hawk and, and Slim. Well, I mean, we was technically just about just about tree for tree for tree, but I ne- I think Hawk made three more trees, and uh, I never found another squirrel, and I think Slim made about three more trees, and we never found another squirrel. Not Slim, I'm sorry, Spike. Spike. Yeah, Spike. Now, was you playing defense? Was you letting him tree a little longer? Or if he told you to tree him, was you treeing him? Uh, no, I never I never really got defensive because uh, well, they was always split. Now, I, well, let me back up now. The, I think the third tree, the same thing happened again. I think Spike come tree. He barked five or six times, and then about that time, Hawk barked, and me and D both knowing our dogs, you know, I looked at D. I said, "Man, that's a horrible track right there. That's horrible." And uh, this time now, the dogs bumped around there for probably two or three minutes. Finally, Hawk sat down and he warmed it up. And I know it once he warms it up, he ain't supposed to go nowhere. So I yep. finally looked at D. I said, "Man, this is a world hunt." I said, "That dog treed." I said, "Hawk treed." Well, when when I treed Hawk, then he treed Spike. And, again, we got in there, and they were probably 75, 80 yards apart. But well, still, we could not we could not find another squirrel. And uh, uh, I want to say we turned it loose one more time after that. And, again, uh, Spike. Now, this time, by this time, there's like 10 minutes left in the hunt. Spike come treed, and, and he, didn't, he didn't hold nothing back. He treated. And uh, as we was headed, to uh to check his tree again hawk comes treed over to the left about 70 75 yards from us and uh we walk into the tree the uh i want to say yeah before the search time starts d asked me he said uh eric he said you mind if i pull and shake and this that and other i said I did. At this time, I ain't treed Hawk in. I said, man, Hawk's treed right over there. I said, I would rather you not. I said, you know what? I, said, I tell you what, D. I said, if it's all right with you, I said, I will tree Hawk right there. I said, I'll wait here a minute, whatever you want to do. And I said, I'll run over there and handle him, and I'll haul britches back over here. And I said, you can beat and shake all you want to. He said, man, that's fine with me. So I went ahead and treed Hawk in. We waited about a minute, and then I headed on in there and, and – uh, Got Hawk, handled him. So we run back over to D and me, him and Jimbo, we all beating and shaking. And uh, we couldn't find a squirrel. So then we go back to Hawk. And by this time, long story short, there's uh, like six minutes left in the hunt. I uh, I look at my search time. They we, we start to five. I go about three minutes into my search time. I walk over to D. I said, uh, I got two minutes left to search. I said, so I'm going to talk to y'all. I said, I'm satisfied. I'm going to take a circle tree. I said, I'm just going to use my last two minutes to ask you what we're about to do next. I said, time this search time runs out, they ain't going to be but about five minutes left in this hunt. At this point, D's down two trees. He's got to have a squirrel plus another circle tree just to tie me. Yeah. And uh, I said, I said, man, what are we going to do? I said, it's pretty obvious right now. I'm going to advance, you know, and I said, that one more tree gets me every time. I said, if I cut this rascal now, he's liable to go a mile. D said, D looked at me, he said, Eric, brother, he said, you know I love you. He said, but four minutes, I'm cutting loose. <laughs> <laughs> you going to have to collar him up. Yep, so he collared him up and we cut loose again. <laughs> well, now, but, did he get that out of pocket or did you? 
both dogs come treat again. About the, the the hunt time went off, the timer went off, and Spike and Hawk again both treat again about two minutes after the hunt was over. It was about 400 yards from us. Wow. So do you remember, you obviously had 100 plus. Do you remember how many circle you had in that cast? I did. I had 100 plus and 300 circle. Well, that's pretty dang good. That's uh, That's tough to beat. Hey guys, Bob Osborne with Timber Creek Dog Supply is a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. He carries everything from coon lights and squalors to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7400. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. Hey guys, we would like to take this time to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrications for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, and aluminum toolboxes which are all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market while maintaining a top quality product. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana, and you can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or on their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. So if you are in need of a product or a service, please check them out. Y'all got done with that round. Now, y'all hunted three rounds? Yes, three rounds. So, it was all in one day, wasn't it? Yep, it was. So, y'all had a lunch cast then. We did. We got back to the clubhouse. And uh, at this point, you know, I didn't know. I I knew at this point that that I was advancing. So, at this point, I didn't know anything about Melissa. I hadn't heard from Melissa yet. So uh, we get back to the clubhouse, and she's mean like that anyway. She won't. She won't. I've about figured her out though. If she don't text me and give me some kind of uh, bad news or something, yeah, I know it's pretty good. If I don't hear from her, <laughs> I, I, I've about done alert. She's making me sweat it out. So I got an idea that she must have done pretty good because she ain't sent me no text message. So, so she thinks she's tricking you, but you done figured out the game. I done figured out her little game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We, so we get back to the clubhouse, and and she tells me she advanced, and she had a she had a heck of a good morning round, and she also drew two fine dogs. She drew uh, her first cast. She drew uh, Lost Bottoms Clyde from uh, Brent Henderson was hunting him, uh-huh. and uh, the sugar dog that uh, James Mingle hunts. Yeah, nice dog. Now, how many? What yep. was her score that first round? Does she know? She had two hundred plus and four hundred circle. Wow, Sting had him a good round too, huh? He did. He did. That's uh, impressive. Yeah. So this is, and then we're talking. To, this is when we start talking about you know everything going your way, you catching the breaks, and the good Lord being on our side this weekend, you know. Because in you all other registries, if you're in the same kennel, 
break it down until you cannot break it down any further, you know. But in UMCA, after the first round, it's a free-for-all, whatever you draw. So I'm already thinking, okay, they draw out the next round. Me and her has a chance to draw out together. Yeah. So if they, if me and her draw out together, you know, only one of us has a chance to advance against whatever dog we draw, you know. But they they drew us out, and luckily, again, we caught the brakes. The cards fell our way, and me and her did not draw out in the second round. We were split again. Now, who did you draw out with second round? The second round, I drew uh, the sister dog of Bob Osborne and uh, Bert Carter with the rim dog. Oh. And again, and again, before we left out, I said, well, I'm doomed because we're going to the woods at just about straight up and down 12 o'clock noon. And I have hunted with sister before. She is a 100% squirrel dog that can treat them whether they down or whether they not. She can make something happen. So I had all I had already put myself out again for the midday round. <laughs> well, that's a tough situation there. Already already defeated. I thought I was honestly. I I I mean I hate to bet against my own. I guess I need to start just giving my own dog more credit. But I would have put my money on the sister dog. I really would have. Well, I get it, and uh, I, I get discouraged a lot of times too when it's not ideal squirrel treeing weather because my dog's not looking to get treed like that. So if a dog's looking to get treed normally in poor weather conditions, even though I only got to show you one. It's just a tough situation, you know. That's right. That's right. But uh, that's what we did. We went out and uh, uh, we cut them loose. And uh, the first dog come treated was sister, you know. So I said, well, here we go. This is what I was expecting. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob Tree's sister. Well, about that time, uh, Hawk and Rim, they took off together. They, they decided they was going to strike out together. Well, I was 800 yards in there. And uh, he treed. I could hear him as we was walking to sister. And uh, Bart Williams, he was the primary judge. He looked at me and said, uh, actually, actually, Mr. Burt said, man, I hear a dog in there. I think that's real. Well, we stopped for a minute to listen. I said, Mr. Burt, you sure now? I said, I'm, I'm pretty positive that's Hawk. And uh, uh, Bart spoke up. He said, I'm pretty sure, Mr. Burt, that's, that's Hawk in there. He said, yeah, you know how Mr. Bird is. I love that man. He said, yeah. I, he said, yeah, I probably couldn't hear rim that far anyway. No, Mr. Bird. So, Mr. Good Bird's a good oh, man. Yes, sir, he is. He's a very good man. But anyway, long story short, uh, Bob, he ends up treating his sister in. And uh, I told Bart, I said, all right, Bart, I said, I'm on, I'm on Hawk Tree. I said, he's 800 yards in there. So Bart sends me with the, the secondary judge. We head to Hawk. And uh, they go search sister. Well, they come on in there to me, and we search Hawk and can't find nothing. It's a circle tree. So, uh, Rim right now, he's still at large. Uh, Rim hadn't got on the card yet. Me and Mr. Bob are sitting at 100 circle apiece. And this is only one hour now. So, me and Bob cut back loose. I, well, as, as we're waiting on them to get there, once he cuts sister, sister comes direct in there. And gets with Hawk. So by the time they make it to my tree, sister's there with Hawk. So Bob has to handle sister. So we, which was uh, pretty good for you. 
Cause yes, I, I, I that was I was I was thanking Jesus the whole time. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> sister, for coming in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime that she's not out hunting, it's obviously a benefit for you. Exactly, exactly. So we uh, we searched Hawk's Tree and can't find nothing. So Rim's still at large at this point. So me and Bob, we walk off just a few feet and we cut them again. Uh, they go in there. I think sister goes to the right over here about a hundred, hundred and fifty yards or so. Hawk, he takes a left and he goes there. Well, sister starts barking a little bit. She starts making a little noise. Well, about that time we're looking at Hawk. We can see Hawk in there also about a hundred and fifty yards. He gets off in some water. We watch that dog. Uh, by this time, sister, she's, she's starting to warm up her tree, but Bob ain't treat her yet. We're sitting there watching Hawks. Man, Hawks working. Actually, I'm getting a little aggravated with him. I'm like, Hawk, this is where you normally get in there a thousand. Whatever you have to do, you go find a squirrel. But yeah. on on this day, he's sitting here mud holding a track. I said, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> but we we sit there and watch him. He works that track up. He goes out in the water. He gets up on a log that's fell down in the water. We watch him. He he takes his nose. He goes all the way down that log. He jumps back off in the water, goes over. He gets up on a tree. He barks, I don't know, three, four, five times. Well, about that time, uh, Mr. Bob, he trees in sugar. Sugar's tree over here. Sister. Uh, sister, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, he, he trees in sister. So, uh... By this time, Hawk warms it up. I mean, he's standing on the tree, and he's done give me about seven or eight barks. I said, boys, this is a world hunt. I said, Hawk tree. So they uh, we split up again. Two of the judges, I think, go with Mr. Bob, and Bart comes in there with me. I'm wading uh, over knee-deep water to get in there too, Hawk. He's standing on the tree. The water's, you know, up half his body. He's standing on the tree. Well. Yeah. The the good Lord again gives me this tree's got vines on it. Now, as I'm walking into the tree, I think I see a squirrel out of the corner of my eye. But, you know, I don't want to be that guy that says, man, I think I see the squirrel, you know. So I told Bart, I said, man, I think I seen something. He said, I think I did. He said, pull that vine right there. I pulled that vine and there went the squirrel out in the middle of that smooth. Well, so, so you sitting at 100 plus 100 circle and sisters at 200 yep. circle? Yep, and I, 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 we plus Hawk up. I'm handling Hawk. Well, as I'm handling Hawk, rim trees in there about 200 yards. So Bert goes, and Mr. Bert goes to handle rim. We go back up to Bob. We search his tree. Can't find no squirrels, so he's sitting at 200 circle. I got 100 plus 100 circle. We go to rim's tree. We can't find no squirrels, so their rim is with 100 circle. I think there's like 10 minutes left in the hunt. We walk, I think, best I can remember, Bart calls a quick timeout to get us out of this water. We go back to some good where it's dry again. We call time in again. We cut them again. Uh, about six minutes goes by. I think sister makes noise in there deep one time. I think Hawk barks one time. Me or Bob, neither one, don't say nothing. Well, about that time, rim comes trees, about 200 yards from them. There's like five minutes left in the hunt at this point. Mr. Burt Tree's rim in. Well, as we're headed to rim, the hunt time expires. Well, so if if Mr. Burt gets in there, if rim's got a squirrel, that's fixing to put me and him tied up. We're gonna be going into overtime. Ooh. So so we go in there, and uh, naturally, 
I mean, I, I'm not going to leave none of the story out. Mr. Mr. Bird, he goes in there and he starts beating and shaking. Actually, old Rim is jumping up four or five feet off the ground. He's on a broke-off snag. I said, oh, my Lord. The squirrel, <laughs> the squirrel, the squirrel finna run out of here. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bird, Bard, everybody, man, they go to they go to beating and shaking and no squirrel comes out. This goes on for about three minutes. So at this point, I start giving Mr. Burt, you know, I, I start giving him the blue. I said, Mr. Burt, circle that dog up. The hunt's over. Circle that dog up. <laughs> you know, you know, you love hawk. You got three hawk puppies at your house. You, you know, you just circle that dog up. <laughs> well, well, there's about four minutes into the third time. Mr. Burt said, Yeah, you raised it. I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. You know, he said, Certainly, Muff. I'm satisfied. I said, Mr. Burt, you know, I was playing now. He said, I know you playing. He said, Congratulations. So at that point, the cast was over with. So, so you but sitting old, here. Oh, oh, Rim had me. He had me shaking there for a minute. Yeah, that's, a, that's probably a pretty intense moment there because <laughs> you win that, you top two. Exactly, exactly. I win this cast. I mean, the worst I can do at this point is reserve champion. Now, Hawks treed a squirrel in both rounds. What about yes. who missed Melissa draw second round? Uh, Mr. Hoyt, uh, Hoyt McFerrin, I think is his last name. Uh, uh, actually, she was, uh, I think her name was Rose. And uh, he actually drew Bart and Ace the first round. And I I cannot remember the the other dog, but Rose won the first round pretty impressive, you know. And so that's who she drew out the second round, and Melissa drew out a two dog cast. Oh, lucky two dog! What was her yep, she, what, what was her score? Do you remember? She had what was her score, baby? She had one, two, three. She had a hundred plus and four hundred circle. So both dogs have treed squirrels in both rounds. Yes. Yes, all dogs have showed squirrels. That's pretty impressive. Actually, actually, two rounds, Hawk has had two squirrels. Two rounds, Melissa and Sting has had three squirrels. That's pretty impressive right there, Eric. That's something to be proud of. Those dogs is showing squirrels, and, and they're definitely winners. So, yep, yep. So, so we finna get into this. This Did you know? Did she text you and tell you she moved on, or did you have to find out at the clubhouse? Now, again, after uh, I think maybe Bart, I think somebody might have called Bart, but Bart ain't said nothing at this point. And Bart, you know, of course, everybody's congratulating, you know, and uh, Bart says, have you heard from Melissa? I said, no, I just sent her a text. Uh, I mean, as soon as I found out I won, I sent Melissa a text asking her how she did. Well, we headed to the truck. I ain't heard nothing from Melissa. So Bart asked me, he said, you still ain't heard from Melissa? I said, no. I said, but again, I'm telling you, I said, I got a pretty good feeling. If she's not texting me back, she's going to make me sweat it out till I get to the clubhouse. And Bart said, man, he said, how <laughs> great would that be if you and her end up in this final? I said, man, it'd be a dream come true. Well, about that time, she calls me. And I said, the first thing she said, she said, well, well, how'd you do? I said, I asked you first. She said, you ain't asked me nothing. I said, woman, I texted you about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> of course, then she goes to telling me this story. She said, well, all I can tell you, uh, backing up a little bit, her first cast that morning, she beat a squirrel out of the hole. The squirrel actually come out the bottom of the tree and run up her pants leg and jumped off of her and run up another tree. Oh, heck. So, yeah, so she said, I almost died in the first cast. 
And then she said the same thing. She fell down or something in her second cast. She said, I almost died in my second cast. She said, now I'm just waiting around for this final cast. She said, I'm headed to the final. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. What a blessing. So at that point right there in my heart and in my mind, I mean, the hunt was over. I mean, I, I mean, me and hers going to the finals. I, at that point, I didn't care what else happened. So you know you're facing off against your wife. Let me ask this yeah. question. Did did you uh did you plan on just giving her the business or did you uh <laughs> what was your your mindset? Let's go that route. Man, I'm on I'm on tell you, I, you'd be surprised. I've had this question asked 10,000 times. And I've also had 10,000 people tell me there was no way I helped her look for her squirrels after seeing the final scorecard. But yet there was three non-hunting judges on our cast. So, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, honestly, this, I mean, I'm not going to leave none of this story out. Me and her sitting at the clubhouse, we're sitting in the truck. Now, the first thing she wants to do, as soon as I get to the clubhouse, it's like, what time was it, baby? It was like 1 o'clock, 1.30. She said, I want to go right now. She said, I want to go to the woods right now. I said, I bet you do. She knows knows what she's got on her leash now. Steen's got, a, I would say, probably a better nose than Hawk does. I mean, Hawk's got to where he's getting better and better, and he can win some squirrels. Steen is the type of dog, he's going to give you a treat. It don't matter what time of day it is. He's going to grub something up. She said, I want to go right now. I said, well, we're not going right now. Well, of course, you know, now we got all the LBK guys in there, you know. Uh, Well, what time you want to go, Eric? I said, I want to go about 3.30, maybe quarter to four. It's only an hour round. So, naturally, Bart Williams comes on there. He says, okay. He said, Melissa wants to go at 1.30. You want to go at 3.30. So, he said, we'll go at 2 o'clock. I said, boy, whose side you on? He said, Melissa. (laughs) (laughs) oh it's funny that is funny so so anyway get back to my story me and hers actually sitting in the truck now at this point me and her are both on cloud nine of course oh yeah and i'm saying baby you know uh this is you know we own both of these dogs in our kennels you know i said sure would be nice for old hawk to have a two-time world championship on it he ain't even three years old yet you know she said yeah It'd be real nice for Sting to have a world championship on his on, on him too. I guess you got a point. I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. I'm giving my wife all the smoke she wants in this final round if it's me because I ain't living the rest of my life with her giving me a hard time by the time she beat me out hey, of a world but, championship. Well, look, we <laughs> we stop. Before we leave, uh, actually, we're still sitting around. We're trying to wait to maybe like 3.30, you know, so I can have a chance, you know, with Hulk. I want some squirrels moving. Well, Mr. Bob comes up. He said, hey, well, he, he said, can we go? I said, uh, Mr. Bob, I'd like to wait. He said, okay. He said, well, I'd kind of like to go on to the house, you know. I said, okay. I said, well, I mean, I said, Mr. Bob, if you need to go, I said, we can handle this cast. You know, Bart can be the judge. I, me and Melissa hunt together all the time. He said, no, we ain't doing it that way. He said, we're going to have non-hunting judges in case y'all get split, this, that, and other. I said, you know what? I said, I'm on team Melissa, too, like the rest of the world. I didn't have nobody rooting for me. <laughs> I said, 
I said, I'm on team Melissa too. I said, let's go. Let's go on to the woods. So we, I think we cut the dog loose. It was like 2.30 maybe, I think. And and from that point on, I mean, I could not have let Melissa win. I couldn't. It, it was just Hawks day. They treed. They stayed split treed the whole. I could have let Melissa sit back, take every tree. But still, they were split treed on every tree, and Hawk just had two squirrels just there for the whole world to see. Well, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. So, so when y'all turned them, it's an hour cast. I mean, was it pretty action packed or was it pretty slow? Just oh no, he cut the dog loose. Thing went out there. Actually, I got to give uh, Melissa credit because she. I probably would have took a minus, honestly. We cut the dog loose. Steen went out there. Now, they first left. They went four or 500 yards, and then both of them actually circled back. And Steen got within about 150 yards of us out there, and he started treeing. He gave, I don't know, five or six good barks. Me, I know Steen. He's a one-bark tree dog. I probably would have treated him, but this is where Melissa's getting better better with her handling. She told me afterwards, she said, well, I knew Hawk was to the right. You had done said Hawk was like 200 yards to the right. She said, well, I got to be in a hurry about it. And it's a lucky she didn't get in a hurry because Sting did not settle on it. He got down and he went on. Well, about that time, they got in there about, I think, about 400 yards and Hawk sat down. He started treeing. I said, all right. And about that time, I heard Sting locate. I know the dogs because I hunt them all the time. Well, as soon as Sting located, I said hawk tree. And she immediately right behind me says Sting tree. <laughs> That's pretty wild because y'all both know the dogs. So you both. Yes, we both we both know the dogs. Well, we walk in there, uh, get, they're split. I mean, they're a good 150 yards apart from each other. And we walk in there. When I walk in there, I see hawk. I tell James and Bob. And, well, here goes to show you Bart Williams is on Melissa's team because Bart's the primary judge. You know, I'm treated in first. <laughs> yeah. So Bart's supposed to go with me to my tree. Well, we get in there. We see where Hawk's at. Sting's way over to the left, and they got to cross a little creek to get to Sting. Bart said, all right. He said, uh, Bob and James going to stay where he's. I'm going with Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. But anyway, we get in there. I, I see uh, – I see where Hawk, he's standing on the ground with his head up in there. So I know he's winding a squirrel. So I tell James, I said, man, there's a squirrel here somewhere. He's winding it. Uh, long story short, I pulled one vine on the tree next to where he was standing to. And there went the squirrel. I mean, bailed out. I mean, even Melissa turned around. She ain't got 20 yards from us yet. She turned around. She said, I see him. So <laughs> I... I immediately, I immediately leash Hawk up, and we go to Melissa in there, and then we search and beat and beat, and he's on a good den tree. We just couldn't beat it out. And, uh, again, long story short, I think uh, we cut them again. We make three or four more trees. Melissa gets one tree more than me because sting trees, and then that's, hey, that's when Hawk leaves. He goes about 450 yards, and he trees in there, and that's the last tree of the day. She gets cut loose before I tree him in, and uh, so she's got one tree up on me. I end uh, I end that cast with uh, 200 plus 100 circle, and she has 400 circle. Well, that's that's pretty dang impressive. That's man, that's that's awesome. So Hulk treed yeah. squirrels in all three rounds, and yep, all three. 
All three rounds. And uh, Sting, first two rounds, he treats squirrels. Yep, just just the the last final round there. We just and for sure, like again, I know the dog. I know for sure he had one squirrel. It was in a broke off, broke off snap. I mean, the squirrel was there. We just could not beat it out. Well, that's pretty wild. That's amazing to me, and that's uh, that's pretty awesome that y'all have both dogs with the world and the reserve world champions, husband and wife. I mean, that's. That's something to be proud of. I don't know, to my knowledge, it's never been done. So I've 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 had a lot of people tell me that. I mean, I'm I'm sure throughout the years that you know two dogs from the same kennel has been. You know, I, I don't even know about world and reserve, but uh, it may be it may be possible the first time in a world hunt. You know, a husband and wife duo from the same kennel. Yeah. Now. I believe I heard Miss Broad Miss I think her name's Lisa Broadway. Yep. Won a world hunt one time. Now I don't know if there's any other woman that's ever advanced that far, to my knowledge, I and I might be wrong. I don't either, unless maybe uh as as far as the women that I know, because I used to hunt years and years ago, I used to hunt a lot with Tommy and Lisa. And Lisa was tough as they come. But now the only other woman I really know of would be uh, Josh and uh, Nadra. I don't know if you know how many titles she's won, but I know she's a uh, I know she's a heck of a hand with a dog too. Yes, sir. I got you. And I'm finna. I think let... that's her name. I, I hope I said that right. Ain't it Josh and uh, Nadra Perkins? I think. Uh, Josh Perkins. I don't know his wife's name, or is, is it his wife? Or I'm not real familiar with that. I don't want to speak on it because I promise you one thing I've learned. If I speak out of turn and I'm going to hear about it on comments. So. <laughs> well, me well, me too. And and if I'm wrong, I apologize to the world. But I actually yeah. do. I think it's Miss, I think it's Miss Nodra. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And, and, and if that's not it, uh, I'm sure somebody's going to tell us. And, you know, we're all human. That's so. right. That's right. If I need to be corrected, somebody can come on there and correct me. <laughs> but no. still... Some some woman, uh, yeah, well, I, Melissa just pulled it up on Facebook. That's her name, Josh and Nadra. I, I knew, I knew his wife was big into the hunting, and I know they go to a lot of hunts also. That's awesome. Now, I'm gonna get Miss Melissa on here for just a second. And let her talk about being in the world hunt and advancing. But this is your time to shine. What do you want to talk about, right quick, before we let Miss Melissa talk for a minute? I, well, again, man, I, I I give all the credit to her. I could not have none of these dogs if it was not for her. So she she deserves her moment to shine. Here she is right here. That's awesome. All right. Hello, Cody. Miss Melissa, I'd first off like to congratulate you from myself and the hunting dog public for I appreciate it. You, you've got a lot of men jealous because I'd love to be in a final cast of the world hunt. And and it I was, guess to own both dogs, that'd be something special. It's an experience, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I'd like to get uh, your perspective of, uh, you know, we don't see a lot of women in in this sport, which it can it's not a real physical sport. I don't know why we don't, but what what for the women that might listen, what do you think about the hunts in your on your side of it? Well. Uh, for one, it's it's a challenge. Um, you have to enjoy the outside world to be 
in a hunting business like that or sportsmanship like that. Um, you have to enjoy the outside for definitely sure of that. Um, to spend time with your family, your kids, your husband, and to meet new people, you know, it's it's definitely a sportsmanship. I mean, you have to enjoy enjoy your dogs, enjoy just being around nature. Yes, ma'am. And I would think it would be pretty challenging because it is a mostly men-dominated sport. I think everybody in the clubhouse seemed to uh, – be friendly, but that's my perspective. I don't know. You might have a different perspective of it. But I, I, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing to me to see you and Eric. I mean, it also probably helps y'all's relationship and family time having a sport that y'all enjoy doing together. That's correct. Now, whenever I travel with, uh, with my husband, Eric, I meet all, all good people, all good men. Um, they all help me uh, in return on whenever I go out on a cast with somebody um, or some of the guys, you know, they all help me just because I am a woman. Um, but it's, it's very enjoyable, but you have to, you have to learn how to, to just love the, being outside in nature. Yeah. And that's, that's obviously my wife, she enjoys being outside, but she don't enjoy it enough to be out there in 27 degrees. You know, so oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> she she well, she I enjoys it, that. but she don't enjoy it like that. Right. Well, I understand that because sometimes I get I get aggravated. It's too cold outside, but then you just once you start walking, you warm up real quick. Yeah. Now, uh, what was your take on that final round? Was you uh was it more intense because you was hunting against Eric, or do you think it was maybe a little more laid back because you knew Hulk? Well, um, I hunt with Hulk pretty much every day, and it's just me and Eric, you know, and maybe a buddy of ours. So it's just like okay, well, it's just another day in the woods. But when you're on a final cast, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I was nervous. Am I going to make a mistake? Uh, is my dog going to leave that tree? I was nervous. Where we're, we're out just doing it every day, I mean, I, it don't bother me. Yeah. But I was nervous. I was real nervous. Now, do you think hunting against Eric and a familiar dog, that helped? Or do you think uh, since you might have knew – Eric knew everything about your dog that didn't help, or do you feel like he was advantage or disadvantage? Well, uh, well, he just adds more pressure to it. I can, I can tell you that. <laughs> Whenever we went out on that final cast, it was like more pressure. So, I mean, I'm not, I can't say if I took advantage or disadvantage. I can't. That's just something that's just, I don't know. I got you. Well. You know, I, I guess if you know the dog a little better than a dog you don't know, you might know that he hadn't settled in yet, so you got a few seconds to let your dog settle in, or, you know, you, you just kind of know little things like that. Or if a dog don't sound right, it might leave, so there's no sense in treating your dog too quick. I didn't know that's, if you was correct. playing them games or, or thinking about that during the cast. I'm sure it was pretty intense because – uh. 
a world hunt in general is intense, but much less your significant other against you. I'm sure that added pressure. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot more pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Well, I assume you enjoyed the hunt overall, and it's pretty impressive. Uh, y'all knocked some squ- some squirrels out of some trees, or or rather beat them out of trees, and and uh, that's something to sure enough be proud of. Oh yeah, that's something that we can have memories of. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, I, I'm hoping that maybe my kids might one day want to get into it and maybe we'll be lucky enough to go down that road. But, you know, until then, I guess it's hard to understand the environment and the magnitude of the hunt. That's correct. So maybe they will. I got you. Well, Miss Melissa, is there anything you want to add in here? No, sir. Ah, well, if you don't mind, let me have Mr. Eric back on there. And like I said, I just want to congratulate you. And uh, I know who, who really takes care of these dogs now. So we appreciate all you do. Well, I sure do appreciate you. <laughs> yes, Thank ma'am. you so much. All right, Cody, I'm back. Hey, and I do want to, to, to my wife, she's a, she's a little bit shy. Until you, you. Uh, until, you to, until you get to know her and then she won't shut up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I want I want to personally thank uh, Eric Coach. You know as good as I do, man. When you get into this squirrel dog business, I mean, everybody in the whole squirrel dog world are some of the the best people you ever want to meet, some of the best friends you will ever make in this life. And, uh, you know, me and Melissa have traveled. I mean, we have been from Tennessee to Kentucky to Arkansas. I mean, we travel everywhere. And everywhere we've ever been, I've even had my my 11-year-old son with me out on cast. And people take care of them. You know what I mean? Me, I'm a grown man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. I can take care of myself. But when you got a woman in the woods or a kid in the woods, it takes special people to take care of them and look out for them. And I, I want to thank the whole squirrel dog world. This is just a sport that I love. Yes, sir. I agree 100%. We had a 12-year-old in Tennessee that was hunting with us. Uh, he actually hunted his own dog. No family member with him. He uh, rode with a guy, and he hunted just like everybody else. So I agree exactly. with you. Exactly. Exactly. And I, as a matter of fact, that hunt that me and you was both at, all uh, well, two of the kids were in the finals. It was two kids in the top three finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carol Boys, or Carol Boy. Yep. Well, the one of the one of Tommy's boys and uh, the other boy. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Yep. But I actually drew him in the second round. He wasn't, but he couldn't have been over about nine years old. Had a little Walker female, and man, we just we just had a blast. I mean, I, I love seeing the kids in this sport. That's awesome. I agree a hundred percent. And uh, you know, it's. It's a lot of fun for the people that pleasure hunt only and are interested in getting into the sport. You know, uh, really and truly, all you need to do is read the rules. If you know the rules right. and you can, and your dog will hold tree pressure, I mean, that's really all you got to do- know. You know, maybe get with somebody local and do a couple of practice hunts just to kind of see the way it's going to work. But I don't know why that's people exactly are intimidated right. by it. But, I, I mean, 
some people are and don't want to hunt just because they're nervous. But it's a lot of fun to me. And that's fine, too. I mean, you know, you got some people that love squirrel dogs but don't care nothing about the competition side of it. They just want to go kill squirrels, and that's perfectly fine, too. It's all in whatever a fella wants to do as long as he enjoys a good dog. Oh, 100%. 100%. There's, uh, there's, I've noticed that some of these guys that, you know, don't listen to podcasts and don't competition hunt, and they just like going out here and killing squirrels, they got some dogs that'll fill a tailgate slap full. Exactly, and man, they's uh, they some backyard dogs. They some of these old country boys around here got some dogs that don't care nothing about that competition hunting, you know. But you brush them up a little bit, I mean, they could go to town and win any time. They just don't care nothing about hunting them, but they they got some good dogs. Yes, sir, I agree a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, well, Mister Eric, it's your time to shine, buddy. What you want to talk about, or what you got left to say? Man, that's uh, uh, as long as everybody understands that I, you know, from my side, I just appreciate everybody, you know, helping. Uh, if I have my wife or kids with me, you know, everybody's sportsmen and they help look out for her. I mean, even though she knows the rules, she knows when to call a dog, this, that, and the other, it's still, you know, she's still a woman, you know, and, and I know just some of these competition hunters, man, uh, they can get fast and intense, you know, and, you know, everybody goes out of their way to look look out after her or my kids you know and that to me that means more than anything i agree i agree 100 percent. and like you said some of the best sportsmen i've met are in this community everybody's me joking me. and hanging out in the clubhouse and me too i got i got I got lots and lots of friends and, and just about, I would say 95% of the friends I have nowadays are, are squirrel hunting related. I've met a lot of new people and, and, and I value their friendship, each and every one of them. Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Eric, I appreciate y'all, you and Miss Melissa coming on here. And again, I'd like to congratulate y'all, uh, a world champion. That's something to be impressed with. Uh, being both of y'all on the final cast, that's also something to be impressed with. You know, that's really impressive dogs beating out some really impressive dogs. So I'd just Man, like to I, say congratulations. I, well, I sure appreciate it, and, and thank you to everybody that has called or text or message, you know, congratulating us. It's, uh, this one memory, which it may never, ever happen again. We'll always have this one time, though. This is one memory we'll have forever. Oh, that's for sure. If it happens again, it's it's gonna be wild because <laughs> there's yeah, a you, lot that has to line up for both of y'all to get you, in there. You it right. I I don't look for it to happen again. So we're gonna we're gonna treasure this one time forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'd probably take a picture of y'all's if they took a two dog cast picture. I'd probably take it and frame it. Matt, that's already in the that's already in process. They actually Bart and Mister Bob did take a picture of us in the woods after the hunt was over, and uh, she's already said that picture is getting framed. It's going right between the first and second place plaques. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Mr. Eric, I'm going to roll us out of here. I really appreciate you coming on, you and Miss Melissa, and tell her we thank her also. Man, we appreciate it very much. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Thank you. You have a good night. You too, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye.